Deep in the farthest recesses of the most distant jungle lies a city. A city populated by the most mysterious, terrifying, and downright grotesque denizens ever seen by mortal eye. Here, in the darkened corners of this cavernous locale sits an ordinary, average brick building with an innocuous, ordinary, average, blinking neon sign which reads, On Air. It is here where each week, Seth Breedlove and Mark Matsky convene to discuss the greatest mysteries the world has ever known. Now, strap on your hiking boots, grab your trusty walking stick, and don't forget your machete as we begin our journey through Monsteropolis. Pulled these up before I start hit the record. Okay. The record button. <laughs> this is Monsteropolis' a show about anomalies, legends, and monsters. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Seth Breedlove. Back in studio, Mark Matsky. Hey. I feel like I've been gone a long time. It feels weird, uh, but I guess it's only been like two weeks. Right? It has. It's only been two weeks. Yeah. But I feel like lots of. I've covered lots of miles since. During that time is yeah. probably what I'm trying to deal with here. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going over. I can't even remember the last time we read letters. So How far back do they actually go? I mean, That's I've got them from question. March. I'm sure there's some that we haven't touched on from that Yeah, I had someone period. message me about the PS5. Did we read that? <laughs> yeah. I seem to recall there was some some of the PS5 stuff made it on. I think we'll start. No, I don't. This? Did we read this where he talked about being a Christian? Oh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Um, Michael, we read that one. Read Michael's letter. All have, right, you, so, have you gotten any feedback on the Giants episode? Yeah, yeah we got an email. I sent you the email okay. we're going to read from Maria. Oh, yeah. She seemed to really enjoy the episode. Did you listen to it? I listened to the first half hour and then I got to my destination. And then but. you were like, I can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> uh, no, then I went out and bought the full L.A. Marzulli box set. Oh, yeah. I've, I've almost got Aaron buying L.A. <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah. They, okay. First of all, this is uh, the official podcast of Small Town Monsters. Uh, it's, a, it's a show about uh, cryptids, the paranormal, and uh, movies, because we make movies. So if you listen to the show, you might hear us talk about making a movie. Please don't get angry. It's, it's an infomercial with yes. with personal anecdotes thrown in. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what if you believe the uh, <laughs> iTunes reviews. Yeah. Um, what's We have things. Uh, Beyond the Trail, now live. You can watch it. Uh, it's completely free. Had a big day yesterday. 10,000 views. Oh, that's awesome. It was exciting. Um, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I really like that. It, and it's the, it's the whole thing where now I want to go to New Hampshire. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's well, like, just my wait. goodness, look at this. You know what they're place. doing in like a week? They film, not a week. They film at the, for the first week of June. We already bought Eli his ticket out. But um, <laughs> they're doing a uh, Northern Maine. Basically Northern what Maine? we were going to okay. do for Bigfoot Journey. And that will be out before the Discovery episode. Before oh, the Discovery cool. tie-in. So okay. the main episode will be out uh, in in sometime in the summer. His goal is to have yeah. three or four out this year. 
They better um, take the deep woods off on yeah. that trip. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, they're camping out, <laughs> camping out near Katahdin uh, and all that. I really envy them, though. I'd love to go up to that yeah. part of the country. Anyway, that's completely free. It's on our YouTube. You can watch it. You might be watching this very show, Monsteropolis, if you're a Small Town Monster Squad member, which is just a channel member on our YouTube channel. My stomach's growling because I'm starving. Uh-oh. All I've had today is some avocado toast. I rode into work on my e-bike and went to the cafe and got avocado toast, like a true zenial. What am I? What do they call me? I don't know. I don't know. What? I'm not a millennial, am I? And I hope not. I'm not a zenial. Zenial is no. like the new kids, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. I want to be Generation X, but I think I missed the cutoff by like a year. I am afraid. I'm afraid you did, but I feel like from a like a worldview standpoint. We're both, I mean, I'm Gen X by birth. We're both baby boomers. But from <laughs> yeah, we're both, we are, we're products of the baby boom generation. So you can be honorary Gen X. Okay, cool. I think that'd be fine. I'm allowed in. Gen X can just make rules like that. So wow. you're in. All right. <laughs> um, anyway, you can, you can go on there. Uh, this Friday, we are posting the, uh, on the trail of hauntings round table which was a discussion between Heather, Santino, Aaron, and I that we shot here at the Palatial SDMHQ Ooh. because we couldn't shoot an episode. Oh, really? Uh, we didn't get an episode shot, so this is our replacement. However, we are shooting a new episode of On the Trail of Hauntings. This is coming Tuesday in Madison. Um, Madison Seminary. I don't know if, mm-hmm. if Santino messaged you guys or anything yet, but uh, it just came to That's fruition in our own last backyard. night. I figured it was up that way because it's on the lake. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be up there Tuesday. I mean, really, I, I go out after my morning coffee, walk over to Madison's. <laughs> oh, it's haunted. Have you seen the ghosts? Yeah, I wave to the ghosts, oh, and wow. it's it's all good. It's a seminary, after all. So, I guess I'll find, I'll meet him that's myself. That's Tuesday of next Tuesday, week? Tuesday, yeah. You guys should stop by the house. Yeah, is it up? Oh, it's oh, right yeah. up there. We're going to be. the next community over All I know us. is that there's. We could come and haunt you. You could you... bring us food. <laughs> All I know is that there's like eight of us. You ever had Zeppi's pizza? Yeah. We have a Zeppi's right there. Zeppi's. Why am I? See, I know Zeppi's, but I can't. They oh, Zeppi's used to be a, Yeah, crust? there used to be a Zeppi's here in yeah. Wadsworth. Mm-hmm. Just went out. Um, people love us talking about pizza places. I'll mm-hmm. tell you, I, someone asked me the other day where we're eating pizza in Wadsworth, and I just said there's no, there's nothing anymore. There's nothing for me. Yeah. You told me there used to be something. What was it? Zeppi's was good. Um, well, no, there's nothing directly here okay. in town that I that I adore. Oh, um, but the, I will gladly drive to Bolivar and get Bolivar pizza. Which okay, is my favorite maybe pizza. that's what I was thinking of. Um, anyway, squad, there's squad stuff going up this week. We're still in the process of posting all the production diaries. Aaron has gone above and beyond with those. They're very extensive, so you're getting like. 30 to 40 minute looks on every single day. Um, and so that's been kind of funny uh, to go back through because <laughs> it's pretty much nonstop hilarity. Um, so hopefully you're watching those and enjoying them. Um, if you want to send us mail, monsteropolismail at gmail.com. That's what we're doing today. We're catching up on well over a month of unread emails. Um, so we're going to go through these emails. We're going to read them and discuss. First of all, though, um, were you near Lubbock? Texas? Um, that's a good question. I don't think so. Okay. We were, I was in the far western tip of Texas. So, All right. 
El Paso and Las Cruces and being able to see into old Mexico. That's where we were at. Franklin Mountains, interestingly, is actually divides the city of El Paso in two. Hmm. So that was cool. We drove up, drove back down. It was fun. Um, Mother's Day was Sunday. We did not say Happy Mother's Day, oh. I don't think, on the show last week. So after the fact, um, a belated Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers that listen to the show. Uh, and Mark, happy Happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you. And to your mother. I am the product of a mother <laughs> yeah. who's probably listening to this at this very moment. And uh, yes, Happy Mother's Day, Mom, and everyone else who has benefited from a mother's love, which is an awful lot of us. Yeah. Me, for sure. Yep. Um, we have a, a letter. Let's just start here since we don't know if we read this on the show. If we've read it, I'm sorry. We're going to read it. I'm going to read this one. You can read the next one unless oh. you don't have it. Do you have any of them? Have oh, I have I have all of them. I just don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, I just put We're going to start name. with Nicholas and then we'll go. From okay. There. You just give me dates, I think, would be the most helpful. Yeah, this one's from March 23rd. Again, I may have read this on the show. I can't remember. But he said, Seth, my man, here's what you do to score a PlayStation 5. Create a Twitter account, follow a few PS5 restock pages. They tell you when Best Buy, Target, Walmart, Amazon, etc. have a restock of PS5s. You can only buy them online. Stick with it, my man. They sell very quickly. Took me a few frustrating times, but I created a Twitter account. Two weeks later, I'm picking up my PS5 this coming Saturday from Best Buy. It pays off. Anyway, I hope that helps you. I've actually been meaning to email you for a while now. And you kind of gave me the excuse with the PlayStation 5. I love the fact that Mark is a pastor, and I'm going to tell you why. First of all, I am a believer slash Christ follower, so that helps. But I've always been interested in the cryptid slash UFO topic, and it has always felt to me like the church has not wanted to talk about the subject. Or at the very least, I feel like they make you feel guilty if you are interested in it. But I don't know, maybe that's just me. What I'm trying to say is the fact that Mark is so fascinated by it and has so much knowledge of the subject, even as a pastor, has made me feel much less guilty of my own interest in the subject. I hope that makes sense. Love the podcast and love all the projects STM has done. Keep up the good work. Nick? I'll just go with Nick. Just Nick. Yeah, it's super cool message and email. And I'm happy to be that guy and be that pastor that sort of makes it okay to talk about unexplained topics because I feel that that's become, uh, I don't know, some sort of role that I occupy, at least in at the world of STM, mm-hmm. because almost without exception, whether it's a appearance that we do or uh, the actual movie shoots, I end up having what I will call spiritual conversations with people that are not unlike this, you know, that in one way or another, are talking about Christian responses to the unexplained, paranormal, and so on and so forth. And what what Nick says, I think, unfortunately, has been the case for at least a few people, which is to say, you know, when they bring this into a Christian community or talk to a pastor about it, they get shut down or made fun of. And that saddens me because I think Christian people who believe that the Bible is true really do have a, a... a foundation and a resource to talk about all these topics. You know, it, it boggles my mind that, you know, like a pastor who has the Bible at their fingertips would poo poo things like, um, strange figures, flying objects in the sky and other, 
unexplained phenomenon. Yeah, <laughs> because it is. I mean, at, at the end of the day, you would have anyone who reads the Bible, just even at a surface level, would have to say there's an awful lot of supernatural stuff mm-hmm. in this book. Yeah. So I don't know how you um, how you get around that. Now I could go into an extended discourse about how in the 19th and 20th centuries a lot of a lot of um, Christian groups moved away from the Bible mm-hmm. and started adopting a more scientifically minded, um, this has to be provable in order for us to accept it type of mentality, mm-hmm. which would lead to them um, holding supernatural things at arm's length. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what you might call mainline denominations took this approach, which is a dangerous game to play because you, if you start discounting supernatural elements of the Bible, you end up throwing out the entire Bible. Yeah. In the end. Yes. Yeah. The most important elements of the Bible, you would have to say, we're not sure that this really happened. And that happened in the 19th and 20th centuries with no apology on the parts of these groups. The other side of this is that you've got the people who think it's all demonic. And because of that, you shouldn't spend any time looking into it, which we've both had Mm -hmm. run-ins with those people. My dad had a run in with, I always think of the story. He told me where he went for a walk on, on the towpath trail on the Zor towpath trail. And he was wearing his beast of Whitehall shirt. And some lady came up to him and told him he was wearing a shirt with a demon on it. Wow. And that Bigfoot's demonic. And you shouldn't, shouldn't, you know, follow that, that subject at all and steer clear of it or the demonic Bigfoot will inhabit your body or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. There's definitely that, um, that branch of thought uh, regarding all unexplained topics. And I think there is, there is a, a bit of caution, of course, to becoming completely fascinated with the demonic and the dark side mm-hmm. type, type type of things. Yeah. And, uh, but having said that, I don't think cryptozoology is the place that's going to lasso you into yeah. that sort of, uh, that sort of mentality. So, it, uh, but I guess finally what I'll say about this, I, you know, I, what it has created for me and you've heard, I mean, you've been there when we do Q and A's, it, it's created for me the opportunity to say, look, I think historic biblical Christianity leaves plenty of room for mystery. Our faith is founded on things we cannot explain, but hold to by faith. Mm-hmm. And within that, under that umbrella, we can talk about a whole lot of different, things that we don't have answers for. And I'm, I'm glad to be involved in maybe it just the smallest movement in the church ever, but a small movement in the church where people are saying, we're not going to laugh at you. We're going to listen to what you have to say and not discount your experiences. And let's, you know, let's, let's look through what's reasonable, what's biblical and see that it, it's fine to be interested in, unexplained topics and uh it what it does if it drives you into your foundations of faith if it drives you into scripture more what could be better than that mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm all for it um yeah there's not much more to say on this topic either but it is one that it will consistently come up on the show i think yeah it it, it will and just I, by nature of what you do uh, right and the the uh the perception that we, I mean, heck, we've thrown you into projects entirely because of what you do. For yeah, <laughs> sure. And I think calling. if I recall when you, uh, when you sent this message to me originally, I just wrote a little blurb back 
saying that it's it does have me thinking about at some point doing just not not a huge tome but some small booklet on uh, you know from my perspective a pastor's look at the supernatural so I think it is worth setting that down and writing because when people ask the question the first thing that I think of just flashes into my mind is we don't have enough time to get into this you know, to cover all the bases but a small bit of writing might be able to create more of a space for me to say what I think I need to say. Right. Do you have Jeff's email in front of you? Jeff Chapel. What date is that? Do you see the date? 3.30, March 30th. Yep, I right. do. This is a long, 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 long one. Jeff, sorry not for not getting to this sooner, too. I see oh, you said yeah, you would be at the, uh, at the Canton thing, and we hadn't even read it yet. So we didn't ignore it. We just hadn't got to, to the mail before before this moment. Okay. Should I read it? Yeah. All right. We might want to go through and answer. I think there's individual questions. So if he asks oh. a question, we might just want to stop and answer. Pause it's it pretty there. long. Yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. Greetings and felicitations, Seth and Mark. I was listening to your latest podcasts today, and you, Seth, remarked that there had been no monster mail in a while. I decided to get off my A dollar sign dollar sign. <laughs> Finally, as I've been going to write since forever and remedy that situation. So here we are. First off. Congrats on the 2021 Kickstarter. Well done and huzzahs all around to the STM crew and those who donated, myself included. Given today's ongoing pandemic unpleasantness, STM really hit it out of the park. Just goes to show you, you are all doing excellent work, YouTube commenters notwithstanding. As for myself, I consider it money well spent and I'll be looking forward to getting my copy of On the Trail of Book. Oh, not to mention the latest movies when they come out. This book yeah. is uh, very exciting. And we're we're all excited. And there's another book project I got to talk to you about. Oh. I'm only saying this so you remind me because I'll completely forget. Okay, in the time that we I will indeed about. remind you. Okay, we're like as far as the text is concerned, we're probably about sixty percent done. Wow! Because I'm waiting until Dark Sky is over, over, Actually over, <laughs> to then get into. Here's the what's of that. funny about Dark Sky is we will lock this cut. I leave on the 28th for um for the for the Chicago shoot. We oh, have yeah. to have this off to 1091 by the 30th, which means I have to actually send it off by the 26th <laughs> oh. because the 28th I probably won't even be in here. Mm-hmm. Um 27th, I mean. So, uh the movie will shoot we're shooting Thursday. That'll be the final technically that's the final day of actual filming for Dark Sky. Or no, I guess we do have to shoot something else. Okay, so Thursday and Friday, we're shooting for Dark Sky. Yeah. We come back on Saturday. On Monday, I'll be back in here. My goal is to edit those scenes, finish them, go right into sound design, and Santino would be in here later next week doing the color grading, and then send it off the beginning of the following wow. week. Wow. <laughs> so, and that's how it's done. Just a peek behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to, this is so, I'm just telling on myself here, but... I, it didn't occur to me, and I, I can't really articulate this well, but Dark Sky, it only was after the first watching of the rough cut that I truly understood Dark Sky in context, like what that meant Oh yeah. towards the film. I just had sort of this nebulous, like scary Spooky, idea yeah. and maybe, you know, nefarious abduction scenarios, but Dark Sky really is what it is over the, yeah, over, over the, West Virginia, making yeah. things more 
visible. It's interesting. There's a dark sky park in Ohio, which I just found out about. It's in Geauga County. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That isn't what I would have expected. I know. And they, they even have an observatory there. I okay. mean, it's really... That's pretty cool. It's legit. It's part of the Geauga Park system. Okay. It's one of those, we've always intended to go there type of things, but we should make that a point of it to go there. The weird thing about West Virginia and the dark sky stuff is they're, they have specific designated areas that they're referring to as dark sky. Mm. But when we, like I refer to Faith Mountain in the movie as dark sky and... That's because even though it's not technically listed as being dark sky, it is very much like a dark sky location. Mm-hmm. There's no way you could be there and say there's any light pollution anywhere there. Wow. So you're in the middle of nowhere. You're in Braxton County, which mm-hmm. is there's no one in Braxton County. Yeah. Not many people in Braxton County outside of those towns like mm-hmm. Sutton and such. Um, and then we were on top of a mountain. So. It was dark sky. Wow. Is that like Milky Way dark sky? Yeah. Like you see so all the that? Milky ah. Way we saw saw big time at Dolly Sods. And mm-hmm. that is that is, you know, dark. That is technical dark sky. That's right. what they say. But um you could the night that we were at Faith Mountain, you couldn't see the Milky Way because it was apparently the brightest sky of the year hmm. when we were there. You could see every um Every planet that's visible from Earth was visible in the sky that night. And apparently it only happens like once every 20 years. Really? Holy smokes. So it happened to be the night that we were at Faith Mountain that that was visible. You immortalized it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we didn't do a lot of shooting in the sky (laughs) that night. We had some weird stuff happening that night. There was something throwing rocks at us. Um, The actual (laughs) footage from... Get out of here. We're doing UFOs. (laughs) The actual footage from the interview is comical because... Every five minutes, we're stopping to figure, try to figure out what is like wood knocking and throwing rocks at us from the woods. Huh. So that was cool. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, that is a place. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that in West Virginia Bigfoot episodes mm-hmm. before. So, so Wait, oh, what is a place? I'm confused. The, the, it's, a, it's a known Bigfoot habitat. Braxton County. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Elk, like the elk. Uh, Elk River Dam is there, mm-hmm. and, and Les uh, has found tracks there. Um, there was a guy that came up to me at the Mothman Festival last year to tell me about a sighting he had of red eyes in a, I think it was like in a tree. Mm. So, yeah. All right. So back to mm-hmm. back to Jeff. Speaking of which, my hat is off to you, Mark and Adrian, for the Making Monsters book of last year's Kickstarter. It is nothing short of amazing, magnificent even, especially considering it was self-published, I believe, through mm-hmm. the writing, editing, and layout, all superb as two people. <laughs> that alone was worth the Kickstarter price. Everything else was just icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Not to belittle the icing, however, it was nice to receive digital copies of the movies, which are also first rate, in addition to the Blu-rays in the mail. I was a Kickstarter virgin up until last year's STM Shindig, so it's nice to be pleasantly surprised to find them in the post from time to time. I'm glad he didn't extend the metaphor any longer than that. Thank um, you, Jeff. Yeah, but, we gotta we gotta stop again. I think though, is does he go on about the book or anything? Um, that's it about the book. It gets his questions are next. Yeah, I wanted to stop there real quick just to say that that book is really cool to look at. And in fact, I've got my copy. I've got like a little like movie bookshelf here in the office and and i've got that book on it and it sits really well alongside you know all the behind the scenes of close encounters and indiana Mm. jones and that kind of stuff that i have in here 
it's a it's a really cool book. The design works great. The the thing that I always mention is that the design and artwork is is phenomenal, especially when you consider it was all done. All that kind of stuff was kind of compiled and put together by Adrian. The writing still blows my mind because I can't figure out where you pulled half that knowledge from. <laughs> yeah, you could be making up everything and I would have no idea because it all seems right. Yeah, no, it's all legit. It's all things you said. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it that way. Yeah, I, I'll, what I'll say about the book is that all my hopes for it came true, mm-hmm. which how often do you can you say that about a project that you're working on? But right. it's just it's the best. I, I love that it exists. Mm-hmm. And like, um, you know, hats off to Adrian, as we've said, that was her first time doing a just putting together a range. Yeah. 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 Un- unbelievable. People go to school for that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, pr- it's pretty impressive. Yeah, for sure. I want to see the book end of things become, it's, I've, I was thinking about this yesterday and I just want to see it be what we did with movies where we're, we're putting out what we've always wanted to see in book yeah. form. And I'm not going to elaborate on this much. Anyone that's a member of squad has already heard that, you know, like we're, we're launching a book imprint at some point. Um, I mean, I guess we already have, but we're going to fully launch it at some point. And I just want to see us create books that I would want to mm-hmm. read yeah. and look at and own. Yep. Yeah. One other thing on the book, uh, I think it was, I mean, outside of family, mm-hmm. the Canton Palace screening recently was the first time somebody had come up to me and asked me to sign the book. I signed that book. Yeah. Peggy. Yeah. I that was, was Peggy's book. I felt so like tongue tied in the moment because really? there's a lot. Of, I, I mean, I asked who should I sign it to and all of that, but I was just like mind blown yeah. just signing it. Like, wow. Yeah. This is a, a first for sure. Oh, so that was a lot of fun. That reminds me. The other announcement I forgot is uh bell, Witch is widely available now. So if you haven't seen Mark of the bell, Witch, it's, it's available on all major VOD platforms. Stop asking me when it's going up on Amazon prime because it's not. Uh, they have banned independent documentaries from the platform. Mm. America. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It will. It is worth, it is worth the price of admission. Yeah. I agree. It's, it's good. It's a good one folks. Oh, uh, okay. So continuing yeah. with Jeff's letter, Jeff. I, I have a feeling we're going to have to do a part two to this mailbag. Yeah, that's probably, that's good. That's Fine. good for me. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, which brings me to my first question. Are there digital copies of previous movies for sale on the site or elsewhere? I saw the DVDs, of course, but I've been wanting to ask about digital downloads of older movies since I first discovered STM in 2019. Again, no reason for the delay, just metaphorically sitting on my butt. Of course, I can just buy the DVDs, but then I'm going to rip them to a hard drive, an SSD nowadays, a nerd is as a nerd does, so I'd rather just eliminate the middleman, as it were, if possible. Hmm. Uh, you can go on Vimeo. That's where you're going to find downloadable copies. You can go on Vimeo and just search um, Small Town Monsters or, you know, like specific titles. But the thing is, I don't know. I don't think 1091 allows downloads. I don't know that they're allowing the download option. So we've got some of our stuff on there independently. Um, I, be, I believe, you know, like, um, uh, UFOs is up there. Minerva might be up there. Whitehall might be up there. Boggy, maybe, maybe invasion and Mothman. I can't think of what's on there. Um, but there is not 
it's not everything. And the titles that are on there, you'll want to double check before you buy them to make sure that they have downloadable copies. I mean, the fact is at this point, anything digital um, from the last three, three or four years is out of our control now um, because we have a distributor for that digitally. So uh, whatever they're doing with it, it's kind of up to them. Um, but you can't, you know, I mean, they have them on iTunes and all that kind of stuff too. So if you're into that, if you're cool with like streaming them, then you can buy them and stream them through there. Or like on, I know on Amazon, you can download stuff once you buy it, but you're downloading it to the Amazon app on your iPad or whatever. So mm-hmm. you can do that sort of thing. But as for like a DRM download, I'm just not sure DRM free download. I'm just not sure that what, what titles are available. Should I continue? Yeah. I was I as I was saying that I was already hearing the furious clicking of the <laughs> <laughs> the critics. All right, Jeff continues. So you're probably wondering how I heard of you guys back in the halcyon days of yore, the pre-pandemic days of 2019, or not. But either way, just let me digress a moment, if you will. When I was a wee lad and on to my college days in the late 80s and beyond, I devoured whatever I could lay my hands on with regard to the Loch Ness Monster and, to a lesser extent, Bigfoot and UFOs. Usually this meant books at the local library and occasionally movies and TV shows. I remember my friends getting mad at me once because I couldn't come out to play after dinner in search of reruns were on TV all night long. As I got older, my interests changed somewhat. The opposite sex, beer, and journalism come to mind, for example, but I still kept a casual, occasional hand in. Uh, naturally, the X-Files was appointment TV in the 90s. However, my skepticism grew as I got older, helped by the fact that much of what was once quote-unquote evidence, the 1972 infamous flipper photo of Nessie, for example, was just one of many, that amounted to bupkis, ultimately. Still, I was a skeptic who wanted to believe. Fast forward to 2019. I was bored and trolling through YouTube one day and looking for hidden gems amongst all the blob squatch videos and footage of a bunch of bros with GoPros getting drunk in the woods when I saw the trailer for On the Trail of Champ. Intrigued, I found my way to the STM YouTube channel, and lo and behold, there amongst the trailers and whatnot were all five episodes of Champ, as well as Minerva Monster, in full. Well, there went my afternoon, and I was hooked. And to think STM is based in Northeast Ohio, of all places, as opposed to Seattle, Vancouver, or Austin, or some such. Hello from Cincinnati, by the way. This, of course, led me to the STM podcast, Appointment Listening. And while I was too late for the 2019 Kickstarter, I was in it for 2020. In fact, I was excited for the big to-do at the Canton Palace Theater in late March of last year. Had my time off work scheduled. Hotel reservations, the whole nine yards, but then we all know how that turned out. With any luck, I'll make the On the Trail of Bigfoot the Journey premiere and Q&A in a few weeks. So, on with my next question, although now that I think about it, you answered it in Friday's podcast. I'm interested in joining the squad, but I'm wondering if you had thought of doing it on Patreon as opposed to YouTube. I know, I know, six of one, half dozen of another, but then maybe Patreon is more focused on this particular goal, shall we say, than Google slash YouTube, to put it mildly and politely. And it would probably garner much less of the YouTube type comments. I should think just a thought anyway. Uh, it doesn't work. The The fact is like Patreon, we would we would be doing the exact same thing that we're doing. We would be uploading videos to YouTube and sending them over to Patreon and posting them there. And it wouldn't be any easier. In fact, it would be more difficult to point people to episodes. So that was why we went with with YouTube instead of Patreon is we were basically just eliminating a, a, 
a middleman in a way. There was there was two options, or, well, three options. We could have done it ourselves all through our website, which just creates a massive amount of work for Adrian to try and keep track of. She'd be posting the, the videos and trying to keep everything in order, and it, it would have got out of control. But uh, Patreon would have been the exact same thing we're doing now. It's just it would have everything would have been uploaded to YouTube and then posted over to Patreon. So I don't I get I get Patreon already has a you know like there's an established fan base. The other concern on our end is we already do a crowdfunding campaign every year, which is you know the Kickstarter, and essentially we would be consistently running two two crowdfunding campaigns every year. One of them which would be ongoing and. Uh, you know, like I think what we're trying to do with Squad is really gives people back what they're paying for and not run it. It's not a crowdfunding campaign. You're supporting us, obviously, by joining, but we're trying to create massive amounts of content over there, including original series like Hauntings and hopefully more down the road. Um, and and we just want to, to do something where it's a, a true subscription service where you're paying for something and you're getting something in return. So, um, and it's also for people who are really interested in like how the process of making these movies works. Um, it's, you know, it's, a, I think it's, we're still trying to figure out exactly how it's all geared and how to, you know, like what type of content people want and it will be a learning curve for quite a while, but I think we've had, we've been around now for six months with it and it's, it's grown and uh, it's finding a, a, its own fan base. And I think that's been kind of cool to see um, and see it develop. So I, I, I know Patreon was on the table for a long time and we just decided, um, you know, that we would eliminate that middleman platform and just go with, uh, go directly to YouTube. The YouTube comments against um, squad are, are pretty much, you know, the, you're going to have that no matter what, if we had anything promoting squad to any extent on YouTube, there would be the people that are like calling us greedy for trying to get, you know, subscription money, um, or whatever, because apparently you're supposed to create content for free for yeah. the guy that's on YouTube, uh, <laughs> screaming at you every day. But, um, <laughs> We'd have that regardless. That stuff that stuff happens no matter what we do. We posted Beyond the Trail for free, and there's people in the comments over there whining and complaining about about ads. So oh. you, you just can't get away from it on, yeah. the, on that platform. It's nonstop. There was a guy yesterday that accused Alexander of hoaxing. Can you guess why? The, mm -hmm. fo the illustrations. Oh, you're kidding. No, he's uh, convinced we we're trying to pass them off as real. <laughs> and that they're, Here's uh, a screenshot yeah, from and, our game. And camp. that it, uh, it, it, oh, man. it detracts from the honesty of the project. Oh, so, my. I mean, you just get the negativity on YouTube is rampant. There's nothing else like it. No other platform that we're involved in. No social media platform that we're involved in that is as negative consistently as YouTube. There's also a lot of really cool people on YouTube. The comments, it's interesting for the most part, the comments under something like Beyond the Trail have been largely positive and really nice. Even Paranormal Unexplained is like that. But mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the, the short answer is we picked YouTube so we could cut out the middleman. Yeah. Okay, this tome is already coming up on a thousand words. So just a few more random comments and I'll wrap this up. You mentioned via the podcast once about taking STM abroad and Japan was specifically mentioned and a shout out to Godzilla fanboys since Mark is one. <laughs> yes. I love Japan. Been there twice. 
It is both comfortingly familiar and startlingly alien at the same time, more so than any other place I've been. But I'd like to put in my .02 cents for Inverness, Scotland, for obvious reasons. I've never been there, despite trips to Ireland and mainland Europe a few times, but it has always been on my short list, bucket list. Plus, there must be a ton of local folklore and legends to explore there in addition to old Nessie. Mm-hmm. I I would make that trip yeah, to Scotland. I, I mean, I'd make that trip too. <laughs> I think we'd all make that trip. But the, I think, you know, I, end of the day, we are a completely independent production company. And the the budget to do the travel budget alone for something like that would would make it would make something like the the Washington trip look like, you know, nothing. And and that was a costly trip for travel. So, yeah, I mean we're always going to be up against budget because of the, just the way we make movies. We don't have funding outside of the Kickstarters. And so the money that is made on the movies, that's what goes back into future projects. So um, it's a, it's just the nature of what we do. I would love to do international stuff. I just don't know that it'll ever happen. I would love for it to happen. I just don't know that we realistically can pull it off. You know, I now associate Loch Ness with Alex because the first time that I met him in person, he was showing his Loch Ness. <laughs> you are hungry. I'm starving. Um, at the second Minerva Monster Day. Yeah, I mean that's why he made Champ was really because of his uh, yeah his Loch Ness movie. Yep. Next, I own and saw the Bell Witch, of course, and it did not disappoint. Excellent as always, but I have to ask, what was up with John Bell's hair? I think his name was John with the H or John, the patriarch who died ostensibly because of the witch. Don't get me wrong. His acting and the direction were fine, but sometimes when he came into frame, I couldn't help but be jolted out of the moment and think, is that just a poor excuse for a wig or did someone just throw a mop on the poor guy's head figuring to catch it in post-production or something? Okay, that may be a bit harsh, but still. And again, love the movie as a whole. In fact, I need to watch it again. Maybe I'm being overly critical via the hair choices. Um, yeah, the 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 wig for John has been it was probably the the only thing that stands out about that movie is not being uh, on on par. Uh, but I would just say again, we're we're trying to make movies for. 12 to $15,000 and we were attempting to make a period drama on a budget with, you know, non-actors. And other than that, I think the rest of the movie, Adrian pretty much knocked out of the park. The costumes are really cool. What's funny about that is Tom grew his hair out. Have you, did you I see have him? seen him? Yeah. Yes. He's growing his hair out now because, and, and if he had it, it would have been perfect for the movie, but I think it was inspired by the wig. Yeah. Um, Around Wadsworth, it's called the John Bell. Yeah. I'd like the John Bell, please. You know, like to me, the other thing about it is to me that hair doesn't really, it's not, I don't think it's that bad all in all. Um, If you see it in person, it's actually worse. Uh, (laughs) But in the film with the black and white, I think it's hid fairly well. And here's the thing. There are other wigs in that film. Yeah. So see if you can spot them. them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mine is real. No, it's not. Quiet, <laughs> you. Um, so, Mark's yeah. completely bald. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you see me with hair, it's fake. So, uh, so anyway, see you all in a few weeks up in Canton. Keep up the great work. 
That's Jeff, a skeptic who still wants to believe. P.S. Love the new YouTube series, Paranormal Unexplained, and making my tinfoil hat as we speak, so to speak. New Not episode really. just dropped today, and I had a guest appearance. You had a guest appearance. Yeah, they had just started filming, and I had, oh. didn't realize, and I walked through the room. <laughs> so I do show up on camera for a second. So That's sort of a, a runner, so to speak, mm-hmm. on STM stuff. <laughs> People walking through yeah. one thing while another is happening. People have been asking where I went. I am editing a movie for mm. frantically. Yeah. Uh, so we, <clears throat> so yeah, the little things fall by the wayside. But I think Heather might be a fixture on that show going forward because she, she's great and she's, it's kind of funny the interplay between the mm-hmm. three of them. The only thing that Santina's told me is lacking is my uh, disinterest, my <laughs> disinterest in the, <laughs> In the uh, tinfoil hat segment, so oh, he really enjoyed how yeah. how uh, un un unenthusi- unenthusiastic I was to be on that <laughs> segment. Uh, yeah. What else do we got? Oh well, actually, that's we're at forty one. Yeah, that's it for Jeff's letter. I think we might wrap this, and then when we come back, we have five more. <laughs> five more emails to get to we are making up for it big time yeah so we'll get to these next five on the next episode so so we're going to do a two-part uh mailbag and again if you want to send in your own mail so we can we can base an entire episode around your email uh monsteropolismail at gmail.com uh again go watch uh beyond the trail the granite state bigfoot case go watch paranormal unexplained those are free on youtube or you can go buy the mark of the bell witch and watch it and uh, it, let's see, we're down to like three or four weeks until On the Trail of Bigfoot, the journey comes out too. Uh, and that'll have its wide release on June 8th. So you'll get to see wow. the next big STM release coming shortly. I had to really think about that because I feel like... It's out. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that, it but it's not. Down yet. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be a wild back half mm. of the year because we're already... When that comes out, we're six months into the year, and it's technically the first new movie we're putting out. Hmm. So it's like one after the next, I guess, for the yeah. rest of the year, because of the fact that I no longer control the release schedule. Right. Like, I had that coming out in April, mm-hmm. followed by Dark Sky in June, which wouldn't have worked even for us at this point, um, followed by Rougarou in September, followed by Discovery in December. And that... I'm still hoping Rougarou in September. That's a, that's our goal. We're we're attempting to get on a, a, a basically a set schedule. We're we're essentially what we're trying to do is get 1091 on our schedule. But to do that, we have to basically work nonstop to get to get the schedule on track with where we wanted it to be. Hmm. So 1091 can release the movies when we wanted them to come out. Um, so that's one of those things behind the scenes that's going. Oh on. yeah. So Dark Sky though is almost done editing. So we're excited about that. It's cool to know Rougarou's in there, mm-hmm. like just waiting in the wings, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'll figure out where my costume is. I'm supposed to be here. It's not here. Oh. Ooh. I paid for it months ago. Really? Yeah. Um, I actually paid for it while we were in Louisiana. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, that does it for, the, for this week's episode. We'll be back next week. Don't forget, you can join the squad on YouTube to watch the show and other stuff. And uh, I think that does it. Monsteropolismail at gmail.com. Rating some reviews on iTunes and stuff to overcome the negativity. Yeah. Make us laugh. Yeah. Giggle fast. <laughs> Giggle fast. All right. 
Talk to you guys Bye. later. Bye. Bye.